feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between So it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
removing the blame from anyone. So this show is so appropriate, which is why I said in the description that this is probably, in my opinion, one of the most important shows that we've ever did on the show. Um, I like what you said earlier, Tori. And I, well, Tori, say hello. Say hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like I forget. My name's, you know. my name's Torian Whitlow. Um, I'm a researcher. Um, I have multiple businesses. Um, I spend a lot of time studying and, and learning new things and uh, basically mastering all the things that, that have ever come to me that I desire to know and learn. So that's where a good deal of my experience comes from is just living and, and learning and being available to do so. Um my lifestyle is such that if I decide to pick up and, and go overseas, I can do so. I don't have a whole lot of things that hold me down or hold me back from always being able to discover things. You seem like a, I was going to say, um, coming on your post earlier about the inner world, how we don't really, well, for me, I'll say don't really understand. I understand it, but I think I have difficulty letting go um of con- releasing control of those things that I have no control over, mm-hmm. um, which which affects my energy. Mm-hmm. So that's what I meant by, that's what I was going to say about the inner world, how we don't realize what goes around, around outside mm-hmm. is directly affected to what's going on inside and how we perceive things and things like that. So you seem like a very free-spirited person, so appropriate. We had no, I- we had no idea. Um, matter of fact, the day I listened to your watched your video about the currency, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Was that the one? Mm-hmm. That was like two days ago. I was actually working on this topic. So this came about just all of a sudden uh, based on, it reminded me, when I listened to that, it reminded me of the discussion of the things you helped me with. I have a tablet where Tori just kind of went through explaining some things. Ironically, it was about energy as well. So that is, I thought it was just so appropriate to say, hey, come do this one with me if if you can. So that's how we ended up uh, with having Torian on the show, and I feel like, again, you're just a very free-spirited person, and you have this energy thing under control, and so will we after, to tonight, after tonight's show. I hope so. so. <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted that you, you had me on uh, to express this to a lot of people, um, to show that kind of trust in, in my opinion. Um, I'd like for you to, to go ahead and, and use your definition here. Where it okay. says, what is energy? Okay. Well, of course, my definition, I had to look it up because I'm just, that way I have to look it up just to kind of help me get my, perceive my own understanding or get my own understanding of whatever it is we're discussing. But the definition, according to Webster, the strength and vitality required for sustained physical or mental activity. And, and what stood out to me was sustained because I think, as I showed you the picture, and I think I posted it out for those people who saw the de- the description or the show event where the bicycle, the, the person rode the bike up the hill, which is kinetic energy, riding it up, action, so to speak, mm-hmm. and it gets on top of the hill, and there's two options. There's mm-hmm. potential. You either, you get, you get two things to put it into action mm-hmm. is go back down the way you came or go, you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what, stood out to me saying you, most of us have a problem or issues keeping what it takes to keep it going, to keep moving. We get stuck, and that's what I meant about saying I feel like um, I try to control so many things when really I, I said it here on this show. You really have control of 
of nothing outside of you, and and I and I know that like your your perception of things, what goes on with people and outside of you, uh, things are going to happen. So it's how we respond to it, those things. It's it's a bit of both. Um, the concept of duality is overreaching in the world that we live in. So when you say that you're you're not in control of things, you're just as much in control as you are not in control. And that's hard for a lot of people to grasp that we live in a duality, but the more we examine dual nature, the more that we can understand things that are basically relative to the world we live in because it is based on hot, cold, left, right, near, far. All of these things are dual in nature, but they're of one being. What do you mean when you say about overreaching? Um, Everything that we... um, experience in three-dimensional reality is divided into duality, hot, cold. All of these things are things that we experience, and as such, this is the the toggle that we're constantly bouncing between. We're constantly trying to find a balance between positive and negative forces. Mm -hmm. So um, on that note, it's important to really clearly define and understand what positive and negative is. Mm Not everything associated with negative is bad. Not everything associated with positive is good, especially by um, the way that most people use these two phrases. They're not congruent. Give us an example. Or especially uh, not everything. Negative is bad, especially because, I mean, that, that probably turns a lot of heads. Like, oh, negative is not bad. <laughs> um, from a standpoint of physics, um, this this. Understanding this from a physics standpoint is the way that you want to understand this that will be beneficial towards your your life circumstances. As an example, let's say that um, you're 16 again, okay? You uh, got a bunch of friends that, uh, you know, one of them has a car, and you all decide you all want to go to the movies. Um your parents aren't comfortable with the friend that is going to be driving and really just not comfortable with the overall idea of you going out, you know, getting into trouble, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So they say, no, you got to stay at home tonight. That is negative. Okay. So do you understand where that's not necessarily a bad okay. thing? But it is negative in nature that it is a restricting energy. It is a restricting force, okay? Okay. All restricting forces, all grounded forces, the ground that we walk on, that is a negative force. It is absorbing. Positive forces are those things that expand. Positive forces are all forces that are moving and expansive. Just the same, we can define Emotion as positive and ration and reason as negative. So these things are not necessarily congruent with good or bad. Good or bad are relative circumstances depending upon how did it affect me and my circumstances for what I want, what I choose. Okay, so for for example, the the one that you just used about the 16-year-old in the car. Mm-hmm. So is it safe to say because as a parent, I wouldn't, I wouldn't perceive that as negative, but my son or my child or whomever would. So no, but that's what I'm getting at. Okay. The perception aspect of it being good or bad 
is what you're equating, what you, not okay. the okay. fact that it is positive or negative. Okay. Okay. And see, that in, in that sense, it becomes a misnomer for people to okay. use these terms. But what people don't understand also is that by using these terms incorrectly, it also affects their overall understanding of the world we live in because they, they say terms out of context. Out of context. And they don't understand what they're saying when they use these words. So the, the at the very base, since we're talking about energy, is to understand truly energy and how it works especially in terms of positive and negative because these polarities control everything. Okay. Now, you said the ground that we walk on. The ground that we walk on is negative. The earth, Mother Earth, is, a, is negative. Explain that. The earth is a absorbing um, entity. It 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 is... Stable. It is stabilization. When they say you need to get grounded, mm-hmm. it's it's you can only get grounded because it is something that is stationary and not moving and stable. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have an earthquake. Well, forces have caused the earth to become positive at that point and erratic. So chaos is positive. Okay. Have you ever heard of people that would say, um, like? Take your shoes off and walk. Mm-hmm. So they're they're saying to get grounded because the the positive forces. Um, they're, please again, don't don't confuse positive with good, negative with bad. Okay. Right. When they start talking about you know um, going barefoot. Okay. And getting getting okay. in touch with nature and all that kind of stuff. This, we're getting a little bit off topic, but it's, it's still it's still relative. All of this stuff is so important, and it all has to do with energy. The the soles of your shoes have rubber, okay? So you want to get into an energetics thing, you're disconnected from the earth because of the rubber in your shoes are insulators. It's okay. insulating you from the energy and the vibration of the force of the earth. Okay. It's, it's preventing you from achieving that same groundedness as the earth because there's a, a barrier there. Okay. But you know what? Okay, what you said when I asked that question, help me. Because mm-hmm. you're saying basically, see, because instantly when you said negative about the ground, because mm-hmm. I've heard so many positive things about it, as soon as you said well, negative. Well, I can give you, I another, mean, so I can give you an even, so. even um, better example of what I'm saying to you. Look at a storm, okay? Mm-hmm. The clouds are moving in and rustling. That's the positive force. The ground is the negative force. That's why we have lightning. The positive and the negative interacting form the lightning. The clouds rumbling and moving and in, in, in the high-pressure, low-pressure systems swirling and moving, mm-hmm. that is energy in motion. That is positive. The ground has not moved. It's stable. It's stationary. Okay? So the connection between positive and negative, what creates life, happens to be in, a, in the lightning bolt. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. But I wanted to I wanted to say that because instantly, when you hear negative, you all, you you instantly, like I just did. Right. Think, and, and that's a, that's a generality yeah. that people need to get out of right. when they when they start to really study and look into this and how it affects uh, their overall perception because perception is energy. Okay. So you need to understand energy it more in depth when you get into trying to dissect perception. Okay. 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 Perception and consciousness. Okay, so you said perception is energy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I want to put this question? Perception is energy. When I think about perception, I think about, of 
course, it's how it's our perception of life, how we perceive life based on our upbringing, our pains, our woes, all of that. Mm-hmm. So bring that all into the energy part. Okay. Um, just the same, when you understand uh, the correlation between positive and negative energies, the differences between those and how they work together, you understand that as a negative, you will attract positive forces, okay? When you're when you're stationary, when you are focused, basically, when you have a mindset that is a narrow path, like the straight and narrow, I'm, I'm focused on something, I'm not going to let anything deter me, okay? Uh-huh. You're looking in a straight line, a linear path, okay? A dynamic path would be considered positive, but in a linear path, that's pretty much a negative course. Just it's just straight. There's nothing. There's nothing um, stopping what your your focal point is. Okay. So positive forces will then gravitate toward your focus. Okay. So you you have a goal that you're focused on. That is how things get to moving. Pull is it. because yeah. they're 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 drawn to that negative force. Okay. 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 What about our thought process, and especially with the perception? I'm sure all that ties in together. I know we yeah. Talk. Let, let's go back a little bit further, okay. um, so that we can really tie in consciousness and, and and energy. Okay. All right. Our brain is divided into two hemispheres, left and right hemispheres. Okay. This okay. is this is only yet another condition of being brought into a duality. Okay. So. The left hemisphere of our brain is responsible for certain actions, and the right hemisphere of our brain is responsible for for certain other actions. Generally, those of the left hemisphere are responsible for, uh, when they say you're a left-brained thinker, you're so left-brained, or you're right-brained. Have you heard these expressions Mm -hmm. before? From you. Okay. (laughs) But go back into it. Well, um, the use of your, your, your hands and your your body, even when you're uh, predominantly right-handed or predominantly left-handed, also dictate how your thought patterns work, which, if you've heard this before, they used to break the hand of those children that started using their left hands versus their right hands. Well, that was to encourage a particular paradigm of thought, okay? Left-brain thinkers, the left hemisphere of your brain, it works in opposites, controls the right side of your body. Okay. The right hemisphere of your brain controls the left side of your body. Okay. Okay? So it's like an X. Okay. The left hemisphere thinkers are predominantly rational, um, intellectual, and all of that, whereas the right brain thinkers are artistic, emotional, and all of those things. So you have the dynamics between, like I said earlier, ration Versus emotion And these things take place within all of us Okay So so, Does one How does one determine if they're Just by their action to life Their response to life If they're a left brain or a right brain thinker well, Yep as a predominant nature yes Okay As a, as a predominant nature Like if you, you see most artists um, You know Guys that have their hair dyed purple or something like that, and they're always talking artsy and stuff like that, they're more than likely a right brain thinker. Okay. You see people that are very, uh, you know, snooty and, uh, you know, this, all they all their focus is on the intellectual stuff. 
they're typically uh, left brain thinkers. Okay. All right, so. So you would be the right brain thinker. I try to balance both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, and see, in rare occasions when you have people that are ambidextrous, it is because they're firing from both hemispheres okay. of the brain. Okay. Okay. So that's that's another thing that we want to get into is is trying to uh, from the practical aspect of what we're talking about about energy is teach people how to become more whole beings because this is what it's about. When I say balance, um, it's about constantly going back and forth between left and right, between positive and negative, before you create a balance. Okay. Either either extreme is not necessarily good, if you get my drift. You don't want somebody that's too negative. You don't want somebody that never, a parent that never lets you go out, that's too negative. Okay. They always keep you at home. They always yeah. restrict you. They're right. always okay. doing this. You don't want that. You don't want a parent that's too free with you. Oh, go right. live your life. Go get right. drunk. You know, so you, we need you both. Want, you do need, and that's the that's the nature of the world that we live in. It's constantly needing balance. Okay. And see, I would think what you said here about, like, with you using you as an example, mm-hmm. that people who have come to this realization where they're able to, they are both, mm-hmm. have more control. Over exactly, their and, and, that's, their and that's exactly what I'm okay. what I what I'm meaning, and what I think um, I want to introduce people to okay. to help them because, like I said. There's a paradigm that has been enforced that causes people to only think one way, and that's predominantly left-brained. During the Renaissance, most of those people were right-brained thinkers. That's why they produced such beautiful art. That's why there was such beautiful architecture. That's why there were so many great things that were produced out of that period and how we even had a golden age was because the negativity came more into balance with the positive. Okay. 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 It wasn't so free like what we got issues with now with all of this. I mean, I hate to say it if I'm going to offend anybody, but a lot of the, the stuff that we got going on now with the transgender this and that, that, that's too free. That's people getting a little bit too unbalanced with their thinking and um, allowing themselves to, to not have any sort of discipline or restriction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So. We're we're constantly fighting to try to maintain balance, and even within our, mainly within ourselves. Well, right? and this is something I want to get into because okay. when you when you consider energy, just like I said with the earth and the clouds, okay, you are but one um, aspect of reality, of the the reality that we live in, and you are in competition or in uh, congruence with everyone else when you walk out the door. And not only when you walk out the door, but just in general, when we talk about consciousness, your consciousness intermingles with the consciousness of every other being on the planet. What does that mean? Say that one more time. Okay. <laughs> I can even write that one down. Okay, you have, you have your own thoughts. Right. All right? Okay. Your own thoughts govern you, but your own thoughts also govern others. Okay. And they have the ability to govern others or be governed by others. Okay. All right? Now, anybody that, that's alive can attest to when they were born, they were born into a world that existed already before they got here. Mm-hmm. All right? So, I mean, right now as we sit in, in this office, I'm looking at a desk. I'm looking at a computer. I'm looking at a calculator. I'm looking at a lamp. All of these things were conceptions created by someone's consciousness. Someone's mind brought these things 
into being, into physical form. And name them as such. And name them as such. Okay. And that's a very good point because when we get into naming, uh, that's another paradigm that we're stuck in when it comes to certain things, um, the solidarity. But all of these things are a result of other people's conscious influence on you. You can only go out and buy these products or sometimes even only have a desire for certain things because it was made relevant to you by someone else. Mm. Okay. And this is this is why advertising is so <laughs> so crucial. But overall when it comes to energy, it is your energy and the effects of other people's energy on your energy and your effects on the world's energy. Okay. Okay, so okay. you're you're in that aspect you're not powerless but you also are susceptible to other energies. Mm-hmm. And which I hope everybody realizes that. I mean, because people can walk in. I've been in situations where people can walk in the room and there's something happens. Like mm-hmm. you, you feel the, you feel something, whether it's negative or positive. You have people that have, have this positive energy flowing. You have people that will come in and the room, the mood of the room seems to, seems to change mm-hmm. if it doesn't change. Everybody in there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but, and and we can we can get very practical with the the scientific aspect of this, like what, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you get into the collective consciousness, which is basically everyone's mind, um, you understand that it's not just a physical thing. It's not just um, it's not just what you you wake up and see every day. It's not just knock on wood, mm-hmm. hard substance. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Uh, just like I said earlier about all of these these concepts and these ideas being being made solid, mm-hmm. they come from a place that's not solid first, and that realm is the same realm that energy derives from. Okay, in our consciousness, okay. in our dreams, in our visions, in contemplation, all of that stuff has to manifest from somewhere. It does not just come into being. It is manifested from thoughts first, from a consciousness. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So how can we go into thoughts now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so because I, I was reading an article, and it, it talked about um, the number of thoughts that we think. I had asked you that before we started, like mm-hmm. just how many thoughts. And I never thought about this, like how many thoughts per day does the average Joe have? And according to a study, it says 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day. Mm-hmm. That is a lot. Yeah. That um, is a lot. And it, it depends, too, on wh- which of those thoughts are basic uh, survival thoughts, mm-hmm. like um, uh, hungry, food, mm-hmm. this, that, you know, mm-hmm. reproduction, mm-hmm. <laughs> versus um, really deep thoughts, which get into empathy and things like that, which relate to your fellow man, which mm-hmm. relate to um, desires that you might have to um, create something. You got lingering thoughts from from childhood, yeah. from good experiences, bad experiences, whatever. Like all of this is a very uh, convoluted mix of things to to have going on in your head. Mm-hmm. And but this is yet still something else that we can focus on that uh, can give us clarity. When we need it, right? Because even the article said that the if thinking is an automatic process that the average Joe thinks that they don't have control over, mm-hmm. but it says 
that's totally not true. That right. you have control over, or you can gain control mm-hmm. by style, by meditation styles in your life. And I, when I read the article, I thought about how how busy we are today with Facebook and Twitter and mm-hmm. everything else that clouds our mind. Mm-hmm. And it also talked about ha- thinking being a habit. Our, our the way we think and the things we think is all a part of habits. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, I love the quote that says, "We are." We are what we repeatedly do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we, if that's the case, what we repeat, what we think about repeatedly, wow. It becomes us. It mm-hmm. really does. It's our energy. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's what, like you said, it's our inner world, so it becomes our outer world. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's when you have to make the separation between what thoughts are you really thinking versus what thoughts are being implemented on you. What 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 things are being impressed upon you to think about. How you do that? I mean how I mean really I mean I'm serious. I I'm telling you when I I need this show tonight. I'm, when I tell you I'm so sick I'm in this I'm that guy on the bike. I'm that lady on the bike that's on the hill like I'm about to be fifty years old. <laughs> well, what the hell? That's what I feel like. So how do you do that? Um the, Firstly, um, becoming content with yourself is is one of the most important things. Unfortunately, it's hard for people to not fall for the influences of peer pressure and the feelingness of being alone, the feelingness of unacceptance and all of these things. But these are the very things that are necessary when a person truly wants to know. When you really want to know yourself, you have to stop taking other people's opinion about you to know you. You really have to examine yourself and kind of step outside yourself to even do that. So you go to a point that's really uh, baseless in a lot of ways. Um, And different experiences that we have um, naturally sometimes can show us that, and then other times they're, you know, it's done through initiation. Mm -hmm. But uh, all of it is about the consciousness where you are able to, without bias, separate yourself from your circumstances and look at yourself, look at what attributes make you, what things go into the being that you are, mm-hmm. what, def- what what is it that defines um, your emotional state, what is it that defines your abilities, mm-hmm. what is it that, you know, you you really want. All of these things make up the totality of you, but you can't really get a true sense of that unless you separate yourself from everybody else because... That's the key. Right. No, and, and that's why they say, know thyself. Mm-hmm. Know thyself teaches you your relationship to everything else in the world and how unique you are, mm-hmm. not, you know, hanging around everybody else and being just like everybody else. It doesn't show you anything unique about you. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, a bot at that point. You're mm-hmm. you're basically, um, you, you don't have your own sentience. Right. I, I, I do, I think that what you just said, especially about, um, I found that I, I had, I disconnected so much from the world, so much so until I realized how much of myself I was giving the world and people to a point where um, I lost a great deal of myself mm-hmm. in trying to, um, I, I don't even know where energy would come in because I feel, I feel energy, is that a word, energyless mm-hmm. <laughs> now. 
but like you you find yourself and I think a lot of people are are maybe You're drained, drained or unmotivated. Right. right. You just you just like like why? Like why in a world today where you're trying to feed someone something or give somebody something, really where I had to stop and say, do you really have what you're feeding? Mm -hmm. Have you really learned to possess and control the habits of your thoughts, the the energy, um, or does what happened today or what someone says or does or not do, does that control your energy? And I I had to be honest with myself, it was. Mm -hmm. It was. So, um, and that, that, had begun to to create my outer world mm-hmm. because that's what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Well, um, again, with learning your own sentience, being being of your own nature, um, there's only so much of that we can do because, like I said, a lot of this world was preordained before we got here. Um, a lot of the things that we experience in life, um, the paradigms that we are brought into. Some of those things are not necessarily congruent with our own individual will or what we eventually discover about ourselves. Um, And this can come through habits of family and everything else where, you know, some things they might teach us are good things, some some habits and things they might teach us are bad things. Mm -hmm. Um, But how they relate to us and our future successes and the things that we want, um, we might need to reevaluate all of those things and really learn how to move beyond them if they are not congruent to what we need in order to get what we're trying to do accomplished. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What does it take to to reevaluate? Honesty. Honesty is one of the main things okay. that it takes. Um, okay. When you evaluate something about yourself and you're not 100% um, happy with it or comfortable with it, um, you have to do something in order to basically get over it. And a lot of times, instead of addressing it, people either they redefine whatever it is so that it doesn't affect them the same way. But it, but that also shows that a person has a certain amount of growth or empathy mm-hmm. when they can look at themselves and look at something that uh, is about themselves that they, they're not, they maybe aren't happy with to be able to change it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, also understand why you're not happy. Are you not happy because somebody else isn't happy, or are you not happy truly because you're not happy about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you understand. So I let's let's just say um, something that you want to change is 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 very much tangible. Um, like say you're not happy with your your body type, and you want to um, you need to exercise or whatever else. Um, you can be honest with yourself and say, okay, um, I want to I, I want to look a different way. Not so different to where you have to go get all of these ridiculous surgeries or anything like that, but you can do something within um normal means mm-hmm. and not extremism. You're not go you don't want to go overboard. Like I said, too much this direction or that mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. is not balanced and that's mm-hmm. what leads to problems. But you can you can uh pursue a, a path that will allow you to, to make changes to your body and you can see those results physically and let you know that you have control over those things. Okay. Yeah? Okay. I mean, we all understand that to a point we can't control age. Aging is just something that we're going to do. Okay. So we we have to come to terms with all of those things that that really truly are beyond our control versus those things that we just think are beyond our control. You can eat healthier and live longer. You can, you know, 
do do little cosmetic things to take care of yourself to maybe slow the appearance of aging and whatnot, but you know, maintaining a good body with exercise and all of those things slow the effects of aging. Mm-hmm. Eating better, not eating, you know, things that are known to be um to oxidate the blood and mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause all types of blood problems and things like that and uh restrict blood flow. But you can you're you need to learn the the things that truly are within your reach and within your realm of control. And when you do that, you learn those things that are affecting you that are that don't mean you good. When you really step outside of yourself and look at things from outside the box that, that your paradigm has been created to to enclose you, you can see the differences between what affects you from outside and what you really want to be affecting you. Expand on paradigm, because you said that a couple times. So for our listeners, and for you guys who are listening, if you have a question or a comment, don't be quiet tonight. Um, Again, uh, Facebook, you can send messages there on the event page, or you can uh, private message me. You can join the chat line or chat room and send your messages there as well. But please share your comments or questions. Select the number one if you have anything. But go into paradigm, because... I mean, I have I've ran across that word several times mm-hmm. in, in reading and things like that, but for our audience, just kind of uh, go into that. Okay. A paradigm is basically, um, let's give a good example. Let's say you were born in the 50s, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, 50s in America. That entire time period was vastly different than what it is now. Um, from a, a socioeconomic level, from a race racial standpoint, all of these things, this paradigm was was put in place uh, through events past, but where they were at that particular moment would created that paradigm of thought. Okay, so at that time, those those things that made up what people did on a daily basis, what their general thoughts about other people were. What what people's thoughts about the world were created that paradigm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just like what I said when we had a, a Renaissance period, that was a paradigm where you know there was a lot more free thought going around, where where individuals had a lot more sovereignty because that's the only way that you could produce such genius at at one time with with the majority of of people being empowered to do so. Okay. Okay. So a paradigm is basically. The, the fixated points of awareness okay. at any given uh, point of time in in history or, okay. or in the present or okay. whatever. And I think we don't put enough emphasis on um, childhood. Like that, I think that ha- that begins to happen at such an early age, mm-hmm. and we get to a point where we are teenagers, we're adults. We become parents. We become someone's wife or husband, and we have all these responsibilities without really knowing who we are—a foundation. Right. And that's, and that's we get unfortunate. Lost or that's, feel that's, lost. that's that's very unfortunate. Um, and all of that stuff uh, can be a result of a paradigm. Um, when we talked earlier, when I said uh, certain certain things were encouraged, like you know the breaking of the child's left hand so that they don't use their left hand, mm-hmm. they use their right hand, mm-hmm. um, encourages only left brain thinking. So. The paradigm that we have now um, being enforced by our educational system is set up so that people do feel rushed and separated from their families and all of these things. And, I mean, people can can look at this 
uh, if you want to investigate what I'm saying about the educational system, because that that goes into a lot of detail. Research the Prus- Prussian, Prussian, P-R-U-S-S-I-A-N system of education, and that's the reason why. Uh, Say that one more time. Prussian, P-R-U-S-S-I-A-N. Okay. Of education, you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason we have the word kindergarten comes from that. Really? Kindergarten is a German word. This is a, a, a so, this is a system that was put in place in Germany to basically create soldiers out of out of the children. So do you feel like because so many people so many there are so many could you bring that up so many things are labeled almost as if the world has is is telling you what to do when to do how to do and it and they are what. When you are this, when you're not this, until the point where people and this have. Is, and this is this is why they want you in a left brain paradigm, because individuals that only learn um, from from the scale of ration reason and whatnot, they they don't experience or they don't exude uh, the emotional aspects and the free spirited aspects. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So the the right brain thinking helps to encourage a person. But eventually saying, I've had enough of this. Enough of this. I want to do something else. Yeah. That okay. sporadicness comes about through the right brain thinking, not the left. Okay. 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 So it's a way of, of controlling. It's a way which, of Which is, in my opinion, what it seems like people have become zombies. Right. Like people are walking around, you want Box. to know, are you Box a machine? Robots. That's are what you, I'm saying I mean, about people not having their own sentience and being controlled by other so people, that's why people other so many crazy. That's why you find people losing their mind on on a pill to get up, pill to go to bed. It's, none it's, of that is natural, and all of it is taking away from people's natural ability to balance themselves. It's try, it's constantly trying to put a person into left brain thought. Constantly, it's, it's trying to put them on the extremes mm-hmm. of one of the poles of positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there, there needs to be balance and not too much in either direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, so. So, like, for instance, when you – actually, I saw this on, on Facebook. Um, someone was talking about people will – it's easier for people to believe um, – basically, like, I don't know exactly how the quote went, but, like, for people who are positive, even for topics like this, this scares people away mm-hmm. because um, I think people have a real problem with, like you said, being honest. First of all, mm-hmm. with where they are, the top, even with the type of energy you possess, people there are people who have so much negative energy, which I'm not saying it's good or bad right now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we need negating, both. but but negating in the sense right. that it keeps them balled up and restricted. Right, mm-hmm. and then it's like the world has so much of the world caters to that, mm-hmm. and that is what we're being fed until a person that comes around that's positive, that's saying, that's speaking to the to the mass of people. In a way like we're doing tonight or like what you did the other day, that is rejected mm-hmm. because I think of it that control. It affects the paradigm. And like I said, people don't want to feel um, ridicule. People don't want to feel um, alone. They want to feel acceptance. And that's that's something that's that's constantly been encouraged with the majority of people from, from early childhood. Um, but do you think people feel like they want that, but do you think that they feel accepted for the most part? Do you think that that's that well? I think I think genuine? I think that a lot of people are just are very fearful overall, and I don't think that any of the um, the very superficial um, things that satisfy them 
have any long-lasting effect. Um, that, okay. That's that's why there is a majority. Mm-hmm. That's why there are so many people that act a certain way is because they're all part of the same kind of paradigm. They're mm-hmm. all very fearful people, mm-hmm. and they huddle together. It's like sheep. That's mm-hmm. why they call. That's why they constantly refer to a lot of people as sheep. So how how what would what would someone do if they said, hey, I this I recognize that there's some something going wrong inside of me that that I may not be able to define my energy, but something I want to I want to make it better. I want to be better. That I is want that to. is the first step, and um, that is where the element of will plays in, like the consciousness and the will aligning to try to initiate change, okay? That, mm-hmm. that separation and that breaking away from the majority where a person, um, a person gets this, this spark mm-hmm. to, to want to know more, to want to do something different, and that's a matter of will. Their will has, has shown through to suggest that they set forth an effort to do it because you can, you can sit back and, and dictate to people all day long, okay? But if none of them have within them the will to want to do it for themselves, none of them are going to get any of it. None of them are going to gain any kind of benefit from it either. Okay. So long as you're dictating to people that don't really care to change, it doesn't matter. Does it? It's just like it's like throwing money at a problem. I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does it even pay to, to dictate or to... To promote this kind of stuff to people who really but don't see like want to like the, like the listeners that are logged in right now listening mm-hmm. to this, mm-hmm. those people willingly have elected to subject themselves to something that may be different they don't they mm-hmm. don't they don't know exactly what what they're going to hear, but they're at least opening themselves up to receive so if if I'm positive in this sense like you said earlier. Me me speaking out about the things that I know and my information, the members that are listening right now are negative. They're absorbing of my positive energy. You okay. get what I'm saying? Okay. So they have they have opened themselves up to be receiving. Okay. Okay. So when you when you look at the anatomy, um, or you can look at the wall and say, Okay, well, right there there's a there's a plug, there's an outlet. Mm-hmm. That that outlet right there is a female outlet. Female by, na- by nature and physics, what we're talking about is negative, okay? Okay. You put a plug in the wall, that's positive. Positive, okay. That is the receiver. Okay. That is negative. That is feminine. Masculine energy is positive. Okay. The out. Okay. And the female is the in, the absorbing. Wow, we could go a whole another route. That's what I'm saying. The energy, energy is such an important topic. Like I was saying, we can talk for hours about this oh, because it, it, it reaches... Every every single aspect that we that, that that makes up life is based on energy. Okay. So when we understand all of these things from a very basic and root level, it can take us exponentially to wherever we want to go because we know the base fundamentals, the very basic binary that makes up positive and negative, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. zeros and ones. Mm-hmm. All of that is the same thing. Mm-hmm. I heard, um, matter of fact, today, uh, Joel. Was well, it was Joel Osteen talking on some show about um, how his dad grew up very poor, mm-hmm. and his dad told him that he had to recondition himself to be able to 
even think that he was um, he was uh, uh, deserving of of having money and and being rich and nice things. Right. So, like I said, you have to completely separate yourself from your. From, from, you have to completely separate yourself from from what you are and truly observe from that unbiased standpoint. And that's not something easily done, especially when you have people around you constantly that are going to bring you back down to earth. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, we're talking about looking at yourself from outside yourself, which is really like a fourth dimensional perspective, Mm -hmm. but it can be done. So so when you hear, um, like, we see the world as we are, not we see the world as we are, not as you as, we, as we uh, would like to be. Okay. Or yeah, I know, Something I know like what that. you mean. Yeah. So, so is that how does that play into? Because um, so many times I will I will meet people and be like, whoa, you know. But then after it's all over and done, there was something. Um, in me that was in that person and vice versa that I saw. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. was the relativity. Right. Mm-hmm. There's something that I needed to get to see about myself, but I mm-hmm. needed to see it through that through that person. Mm-hmm. I needed to, like you said, turn that, look at myself from, an, from outside of myself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the people that we come in contact with, if we would, if we would pay attention, we would see. We can see, see aspects of yourself right, re- right, reflecting back. Right. And that that again bounces back into the collective consciousness. Um, if I could briefly break down the collective consciousness, mm-hmm. um, your thoughts—they—they um, they do exist within, within your own experiential um, realm, like mm-hmm. the things that you've experienced through life, the the things that you think on a daily basis. All of those things are are kind of contained in the ball, mm-hmm. if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. But also they're contained in a massive ball that contains everybody else's thoughts. So when people think certain things at the same time, mm-hmm. um, like there, there's a, a quote for this called the 100 monkey effect. Yeah, you can write that one down, 100, okay. 100 monkey effect. 100 monkey effect, okay. That is uh, proof of a collective consciousness where somebody on a completely other side of the world that is completely unrelated to you can think the same thing that you're thinking or discovers the same thing that you discover out of the blue because all energy is still connected overall and your thoughts are part of that energy. Mm-hmm. So your collective consciousness is when certain certain uh, feelings and emotions come up, um, those things that, that are really hard to explain and, you know, kind of intangible, but you're like, you know, I just, I had a feeling about this, and I knew that, and blah, blah, blah. You're tapping into a collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, because that happens, and I'm sure everybody listening has had that, that moment, probably the, the most, um, the one that we probably can all identify with. You're thinking about someone. Mm-hmm. And, and then that and, person and that finally person calls you. calls you, mm-hmm. and, or vice versa. You know, you call them, and they say, I've been thinking about you, and that has happened so 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 many times. Mm-hmm. So there is, we do it. We do it unconsciously, or we do it we and do without. It, you, can, you can do it consciously right, as well. Right. Right. So how how do we get ourselves to thinking about those thoughts that we think, those those habits that we have um, taken upon in our in our thought process, and get a, get control of those thoughts, like you said earlier, 
being able to determine which thoughts or the thoughts that are keepers, which are just coming from that childhood, that pain, that fear, which of those things are being thrown at us? How do we get control of that? Um, I would advise that um, it's it's not completely easy to do alone. Um, I would advise people to seek out those that they feel are successful um, or that has shown them how to be successful in their lives and learn as much as you can from that person because that person is carrying the energy that you want to attach yourself to, okay. that you want to to utilize. Um, because a lot of things, because we're stuck in paradigms, we can't do on our own. Simply because we are stuck in a paradigm, we cannot look outside of that to do things. So we need people, in other words, that may have freed themselves to a degree mm-hmm. or at least encompass what we want and what we're seeking in order to open us up. So it will be really hard to do it remaining around people who are trying to do that same thing because now we're, the energy is just... No, happy. well, it would be hard to do uh, being around people that don't want to change. Right, that's what right. I mean, like, yeah. or in mm-hmm. that same, okay, mm-hmm. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so, I mean, like, if you if, if you got, let's just say that you've been going to a social club for, you know, 10 years, 5 years, mm-hmm. 3 years, whatever. Like, all y'all do is the same thing every week. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Meet new people. Mm-hmm. You know, take a different route to wherever wherever you would be going normally. Take a different route. Mm-hmm. Or let your intuition take over sometimes because your intuition, that positive, that right brain thinking, that chaos that creeps in, a lot of times connects you with what you want. Mm-hmm. When you get out of your old paradigm, you do something chaotic that disrupts the, the normal flow of your energy, mm-hmm. it leads you to a better mm-hmm. better path. Mm-hmm. What about meditation? What do you thought Medi- about meditation? Meditation, um, depending upon how a person is, is actually performing the meditation, because there's different ways of meditating. Um, there's very practical ways of meditating, and we, we can get into, mm-hmm. like, the, the quantum physics of all of this, too, because this, this is important, but we need to go back ways because we were talking about kind of like the collective consciousness as a, a psychic phenomenon mm-hmm. all right when you understand the collective consciousness you understand um, that thoughts are coming from a reality that just is not tangible yet okay. so just like I said thoughts are coming from a reality they're, they're not- coming from a reality that has not made been made solid just yet. Okay, so like I said about the desk, the telephone, the computer, um, all of these things were thoughts first, and they expanded exponentially depending upon our technological advancement. But even sometimes before the technology was there, it was still a thought in somebody's head. Like, as an example, like shows like Star Trek, they used to have all these high-tech devices and things. They had iPads on Star Trek, and that was like, you know, however many years before the iPad was ever even brought into existence. Do you know why? Because that was a collective, that was a thought in the consciousness out there in the world of intangibility, but it was made manifest eventually. And that's how all things that exist in this world are. Okay. Especially made by us. Okay. Talk to me. Say say that on a personal level. (laughs) Like you said, thoughts are coming from a reality, not... Not yet 
solid. Made, made solid. Mm-hmm. On a personal level. Okay, you did the Star Trek. It, it's, me. It's, it's no different. All of that's personal. Um, I mean, you can interact with it, so it eventually will be personal. Okay, so the, back to us having sixty to eighty thousand thoughts per day. Right. It takes some. So when you when you again when you narrow your focus, so you get eighty thousand thoughts. Let's narrow those thoughts. That like like let's look at those thoughts as a wide beam like this. Okay. okay? This is eighty thousand thought. This is seventy thousand thought. This is ten thousand thought. Okay. So let's just narrow the beam down. Narrow way down to where we're focusing on, like, maybe one or two thoughts. So it's all about, because I, I did read, come, ac- come across an article talking about we have to find a way to get control and narrow, mm-hmm. um, decrease mm-hmm. the, the number of thoughts that we that we have. And right. then, so I guess the missing word is focus. We Focus. Focus. Yeah, we are so focus. out of focus. It's like a lens. If you mm-hmm. take a picture and it's out of focus, you no matter right. how but great the camera and, and is. And see, at the same time, though, you, you still don't want to be too focused. Right. So there's, there's a constant balance back and forth, ebb and flow, all right? But if you have desire to accomplish a goal, then that is the time that you focus on something. You focus toward making that goal. But realizing at the same time as you want to try to achieve a goal that you are negating other aspects. Like if you, if you say, you know, um, I want to buy a car. I need to focus. I need to to save my money. I need to do this. I need to do that. That means that when so and so calls you to go to the movies, <laughs> guess what you got to say? No, I can't go. Because I have. When so and so says, "Hey, you want to do this?" No, I have to. I have to study so that I can make money to do this. You have a you have a, a path that you're on. So, like I said, that path makes creates a negation in a way. You're you're turning all of these things down, but what you're drawing to you in positive form from your negative is that thing that you want. That okay. thing that you want is being drawn towards you because you're creating the negative force that it needs to attract to you. Okay. Through okay. your focus. Okay. Would that negative force be saying, I mean, maybe saying it's wrong, but like, for instance, because the person who's calling saying, hey, will you go, and, and you're saying no, so that negative force, that in a sense is what you're saying is negative yeah, you're, but it's you're, pulling you're negating that positive. Right, but okay. it's, it's pulling you toward the goal for what you want. Okay. It's like you're reaching out and only wanting that one thing. Right. And you're 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 making the connection with that thing that you right. want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but neglecting everything else. Okay. Because that's what's necessary in order for you to get where you're trying to go. Okay. And I think that's where that goes back to the definition that sustained physical or mental activity, being able to sustain what it takes to get there. First mm-hmm. of all, knowing what it is um, and knowing what it will take, having some sense of what it will take to get there and being able to say yes and no as needed right. in to, order to, to pull that Right, to achieve your actual goal, okay. very much so. Okay. And at the same time, also still recognize those things that may come to you because when you're in a, a point of focus, things can also come to you to, to come to your aid to mm-hmm. help you with what you want. Mm-hmm. Um just as a, a random example, I mean, when you when you you have an idea in your head of, of something that you want, just much like what you said about thinking of people randomly and then all of a sudden there they are. When you have an idea of of something that you want to achieve, um, all of a sudden things start popping up in your reality that are congruent with that goal. Yeah. 
you'll see something here, you'll see something there. It's almost like you're forced to make decisions. It's almost like things start to happen that are going to say, okay, which is it? Are you right. going to stay here, go back here, or are you going to pull towards your focus? Right, and see, that that is something else that people really need in their lives if they really want to make a change is mm. the discipline to do so. Like, you need to honor your commitments if you say you want it. Then okay. you should you should create you should perform the actions that show that you want it as well, mm-hmm. because the opportunities will present themselves. But you can't you can't say oh no uh, you can't you can't let fear and other things interrupt you on your your pathway when the opportunities present themselves for you to seize mm-hmm. to get what you wanted to have. That reminds me oh, for some reason I thought about the Book of Eli that that uh, movie, the movie? Mm-hmm. where he was just. I'm going regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, whatever comes before me, I'm going regardless. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you're right. The focus and the discipline um, are things that we lack in um, when it comes time to when we're when we're well, maybe not focused when mm-hmm. we are when we have that goal uh, when we say we want those things. Going back to the bicyclist, you know, and, 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 and see there. again, discipline is a negative aspect. That doesn't make it bad. Mm-hmm. Discipline is a negative aspect. That does not make it bad. It is linear focus. Dynamic is expanding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can look at you can look at focus like a line. Okay, a, a very linear path. Mm-hmm. You can look at unfocused ADHD like this. Okay, mm-hmm. going in all directions, mm-hmm. but no focus. Mm-hmm. Focus would be like a single point right here. Mm-hmm. Wow. But but the but look at where both of these things have their advantages though, okay. The more your mind expands to be able to compensate for more ideas, like say you said you, we have seventy eighty thousand thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. Well, the more that we're able to deal with multitasking those thoughts, the more thoughts that we can incorporate into our perception and achieve more at the same time. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lisa Page. We we got your uh, comment in the on the event page. So thank you very much. I am learning so much. I needed this show tonight, Lisa. This is this is for me. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a little selfish tonight. Thank you, Lisa. But um, <laughs> um, is there anybody that's got any questions right now? Yes. For the, for those of you who are are listening, or you want to post in the on the event page or or chat room, be online with us. Select the number one and. Uh, Will get you pulled in for sure. So it is. I've been told by several listeners that it's the kind of shows that you just want to. Because we we get callers every now and then. The people that will talk, well, ask questions and talk. But I imagine this one is one of those ones like you just want to listen and learn. Because even out of all the shows coming here Monday after Monday after Monday, I promise you, I found myself just. And I was having this conversation with with Tundra. Mm-hmm. And just the other day, Sunday, and we Saturday, I'm sorry, we were just talking about how you just get to a point where, like, what else can you do? What else? What else is there? Mm-hmm. What else is there? And you find your you you find yourself losing. I did losing the energy, mm-hmm. lose, just losing my 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 thirst. And that's a, that's a, a matter of balance. Um, when you when you get like that, that means that you've been going in one direction a bit too long. Okay. And I you. The only thing you really need to do, like you said, take a vacation. That's why those things help <laughs> yeah. us because if you've yeah. been too focused on something, you've been okay. too negative. So I haven't had balance. So you need 
some positive reinforcement, okay. which is that doing something sporadic or random in order to balance all of that restrictedness that you've been subjecting yourself to. See, you're right. You're right, because I literally wanted to, and I had planned to do this, just this. Like, I had literally planned to go away and stay for a year, totally out of the character where I was going to stay mm-hmm. for a year. Like, it was it, it was in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowhere by myself. Mm-hmm. But that's just how much I felt that I needed to back away to regain, just to gain what I've given away, mm-hmm. how much of myself I've given away, um, and allow people to take away I needed to find a way, like I, like you described the plugs, like I needed to be replugged mm-hmm. in a sense. And um, I don't know. So this, this, this is why I said to you earlier, I, need to, I needed this one. Um, you got any uh, questions on there? Um, I think you talked about, we talked about the thought process. Um, oh, I have something about focus on here. So you've addressed the focus. Okay. How about that? Yeah, we didn't even have to look at the notes. Um, now I did have this, and I think I put this out there in the in the on the details or in the details because we talked about earlier how people seem to be like zombies. Like mm-hmm. everybody, um, we have all these things and these ideas of what what life is mm-hmm. and what makes this person, what makes us special, or mm-hmm. what makes us. Um, get to the point where we've made it. Say, for instance, they tell us as women, if you don't have a husband and kids and an education by this time, you know, there's all these things, like you said, the kindergarten, all these things are put upon us. Mm -hmm. But we look at people and we're still longing for something. Mm -hmm. People still seem to be looking like we you can you can have as many shows we have thousands and thousands of shows and books about marriage about relationships about all these things but nothing seems to be working. Mm-hmm. We keep we keep talking about it but we don't have the focus needed to do it. Right. So talk to talk to us, talk to me, those people who feel like um in spite of everything, so are you doing, going, trying to be, um, how do you get yourself back into the game? And you may have answered this. No, well, it's so dynamic um, in regards to the the amount of things that it affects um, with our overall focuses and, you know, lifestyles and things like that. But on on a level where you invite someone to to come and share inside of of your paradigm with you, like marriage, for example, or a relationship like that, those things are just what they are. They're sharing. Mm-hmm. So a, your own particular uh, paradigm where you might uh, you might feel like you want to discover more things, you might want to travel the world some more, you might want to uh, pursue a new career, mm-hmm. all of those things. Well, the society that we live in, uh, the hustle and bustle, does not really allow for us to, to really be mm-hmm. able to freely – do things as a matter of choice for when when and how we want to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say, I mean, if you, if you build a life with someone uh, and you both have to, to work eight hours out of the day, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't work together, you know, one person works here, one person works there. So you, you, they've, you've both gone on your own independent journeys throughout the day. 
and experienced what you've had to put up with at work and giving your energy to that. Mm-hmm. And then to come together at the end of the day where you want somebody to relate to. And they may or may not be able to relate to your your situation mm-hmm. because their job is completely different than yours mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So how is that necessarily helping in your 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 understanding of what you want in life if you can't relate? See, that brings me to, and we're going to have to have you back on for real, because that brings me to connected connectedness. I think that the majority of people want to feel connected mm-hmm. to something, to somebody, feel valued, um, accepted, like you mm-hmm. said earlier. Mm-hmm. And we keep looking for that, but I think what we are missing in, in all of the looking is you, that first has to happen within you. Mm-hmm. Like you Very have to so. validate yourself. You have to accept yourself. That doesn't mean you're perfect and don't need change, but you have to love yourself, respect yourself, and have all of that within you in order to create that world outside of, the, of you, the, rather the, than the, looking for the that person to give it to the you. The unfortunate thing about it is um, the way life is set up uh, with our, like I said, this, this goes back again to our limited time that we have here. Um the fact that we age, mm-hmm. we don't really know each other or ourselves completely until well beyond adulthood. Adulthood is what once we reach puberty, so like 16 to 18 to 21, we're considered to be adults. But at that time, we're still really children, yeah. especially in, the, in yeah. the the lifestyle that we live nowadays where school is extended all the way up until we're 18 mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. We're in school all of that time, mm-hmm. and most of that time we don't learn anything practical about life. Life, right. Just what they're constantly putting in our heads right. about what education is and what we're supposed to need to know. How to At do. this time, and this is how you got to learn it. And, and, right. and but none of it is really preparing us for life. life right. you, don't, um, you don't really understand anything about life until you had your first job, really. Right. Well, this particular life that we live nowadays, mm-hmm. you don't know what life is until you've actually worked for us yeah, with some, you know, older people that's working and, you know, listen to some things, right. learn some things. It's a doming down. Like, like, like even with, with many people don't know, but I have my niece here, and I promise you guys, she made me so happy this morning. I got She got up, and now she did it her way, of course. I told her, when you get up, you go, you, you, you know, brush your teeth, take it back, you put your clothes on, do all the good stuff. Make the bed up because you're the last one getting out. I don't, I'm not really concerned about how she makes it up. She just needs to make it up the way that she can. Well, this morning, and she's been doing that. It took us a few days, but this morning she added something to it. She bought the trash can out and said, Auntie Tammy, the trash is full. Well, I've been having to tell her, go check mm-hmm. the trash cans for me. Mm-hmm. But she probably has nothing to do with this. But she, she this morning came out, clothes on, had made the bed up, her five-year-old way, of course, <laughs> and she comes out with the trash cans and bathroom trash cans full. Auntie. And see what you said about that not having anything to do. It very much does because she went a step above and beyond by paying attention Thank consciously to what needs to be done and how she relates to the rest of the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And that responsibility is what a lot of people need to start to exude if they want to reach the goals that they want. Right. Because we have grown extra. people now, like. And I'm just gonna be hard on the on the young women now. I, I I see so many young women that will not clean, and men should do it too. But I'm what I'm saying to this is people, grown people will walk by trash cans four, five, six times, seven, eight, nine, ten before they say, 
why put trash here? How do you not know that if you're putting something in, it's going to get full and you have to take it out? So that was big for me to know this five-year-old, she got it. She got it without me even having to tell her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that just that shows that uh, she's balanced. <laughs> and it shows she's that a, at a, a good... such a young age, like we said, even at six years old, people, young people have have some idea, they have formed a perception of themselves mm-hmm. and the world mm-hmm. based on how we as parents or the people that we um, allow our children to be around. Because having her here makes me think about everybody that we send our kids around or we allow to spend time with our, time with our child or children or anybody that we love, they are going to learn something from that person. Right. They're going to learn something. And we have to be conscious even with, well, we need to be conscious for sure with our babies, but we have to be conscious with ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Like True. who are we around? Who are the people we spend our time with? And who are, who's feeding us their energy? Right. And um, on that same note, when we were talking about um, the relationships and all of those things, when you go to school, um, let's just say that a, a parent doesn't send their kid to school until kindergarten. They don't go to preschool or anything like that. So from age five, to age 18, they're experiencing their life under somebody else's direction, Mm -hmm. state mostly, Mm -hmm. state Mm -hmm. governed. You look at the different things like that that are in place, um, but the majority of the people that they're around are other young people Mm -hmm. that also don't have any experience with Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. They don't look up to the teachers because the teacher is this figure that's put over them as more of a ruler than it is any type of role model. Dictator, like it's you got to know this. Get you, get you to do all this stuff mm-hmm. that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So there, there's complete disconnection between what really is going on and real life. I mean, they've been completely taken into a, a reality that does not do anything for them once mm-hmm. they actually graduate unless they continue the paradigm of going to college, right. of, you know, furthering education, furthering, which right. serves the system more than it serves them. Right, right. Which is why most of these right. billionaires... And people that start these multi-million dollar companies dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look within. They're they look within, go and go they, think, they think outside the box, right, which right, where all the majority right. of people are put in a box. And that's why, and not knocking education, but we have a lot of people, young people, who you guys pay attention to the suicide rate. We have just an enormous number of young people who are taking their lives, who have gone to school and have degrees, like who could be should be able to go get a job and make I mean, just a substantial amount of money. I know a young man who has a Ph.D. who is making $35,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And they, he, they, he was told that he had to work his way up. Well, didn't he, in his mind, he was doing that because he just spent the last eight years of his life and then some in college. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he makes 35000 at university. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And so that's enough to piss anybody off. And to and to to say the system lied to me. You guys set me up, and I think that's why we have parents, mothers, and fathers who are forty and fifty years old trying to go back to school and 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 get this education. Because mm-hmm. um, I've told Brandon twice over, you know, we could have started a business. Not and and it worked for him, but I just think that's favor and, and prayer and all that. The, the the education part worked for him, but at the same time, there was so, there's so much in him. That if and and 
the rest of us, that if we would have put our life, put our stuff together and our heads and our minds together, mm-hmm. it would have been just phenomenal. Accomplished great right. things. Right. So, Very much so. We, I, gotta, I wanted to give some practical applications okay. uh, for people that want to change their paradigm. Please go for These it. These are some tangible ways and tangible things that you can do um, like you said earlier, like what is it that makes us different? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, some of these things are just a matter of perspective um, that that individuals possess in them mm-hmm. naturally, mm-hmm. Um, and how they relate to the rest of the world. But a person that wants to maybe kickstart their ability to change their paradigm and change their perception, I want to give you some very practical ways and methods of doing so. Okay. All right. One thing I advise, if you don't know how to play chess, learn to play chess. Okay. I'm taking notes. (laughs) Play chess. Learn to play chess. Okay. Okay. Um, The reason why is because the game of chess is a very strong simulation when you make decisions in real life, when you have to balance uh, multiple ideas and things at one time, and you have to uh, have all of this stuff stored in your head, okay? Mm-hmm. This increases your your brain's ability to think dynamically in terms of accomplishing a single goal, which is very much what you want. You want to be able to think dynamically even when you focus. Go ahead. I'm going to pull you in here. Go ahead. That's okay. So I advise uh, if you want some so some extra out there, learn how to play chess. Once you learn, you probably won't think that it's so boring. It's definitely something that Another aspect, if you feel like you're not very artistic, like, you know, I hear a lot of people say, I can't even draw stick figures, draw something anyway. Step outside of your norms um, that you may feel ridiculed about, you know, I don't want to draw something that's going to turn out ugly, or I don't want to try this because I'm worried that it's going to do that. That immediately lets you know that you're locked in a paradigm. So, Go for it. Do it anyway. If you think that you can't draw, draw something anyway. You'll probably surprise yourself. Mostly doing things that are completely contradictory to your um, your stasis, like what you normally do, are all ways of expanding your consciousness. Um, we had brought up meditation earlier, so I do want to talk about um, proper meditation. What, what does meditation, you probably don't cover this, but what does what are the benefits of med- meditation? Well, you have different types. You have transcendental meditation. Um, you have meditation where, I mean, you can, you can pretty much draw on your consciousness to perform whatever task that you, you feel like you need. Um, let's just say that you you had a bad day, 
something's made you very angry, um, and you just want you want something to relieve the the heartache or the stress from you know having a bad breakup or relationship. All of those types of things can be resolved in meditation because it is you in a one on one with your subconscious by will of your conscious mind. So your your subconscious mind is going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious mind communicates with you when you sleep mm-hmm. oftentimes mm-hmm. where, you know, these things happen and you have no idea like, man, my brain retained that. Like I can I can do all of this crazy stuff in my sleep. I can speak foreign languages and all of this stuff. Well, your brain has access to all of that. The things that you learn, maybe not consciously, but are stored subconsciously in there. Like all of this stuff is, is in there. Your ability to go in and fetch it whenever you want to may be limited by your conscious mind, but it's not limited in your subconscious. Okay, it's in a it's in like what <laughs> this is called the Akashic Records. So this is this is getting into some deep stuff. But so you did. I want to make sure they hear and turn it all the way up. <laughs> this goes into. <laughs> Um, the collective consciousness yet again, where your subconscious is tapped into something even higher than your waking state is. Your waking state is just the consciousness that I have as I'm sitting here talking to you, okay? That's my waking state. My ability to walk around and, you know, see that the car is coming down the street, observe that the sun is out, it's raining outside. All of these things are part of my waking everyday consciousness. But when I'm asleep, my subconscious takes over. That is another aspect of myself. So if I look at my waking state as my negative side, my negative aspect, my sleep state or my subconscious is my positive state. Okay. Does that make sense? So there's a duality that takes place even in our own consciousness. So, so does it? Does our thoughts and our brain never really turn off? I, I thought, no, it never turns. You're, 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 you're alive. Your brain is on. So it's on. Yeah. So because I saw a quote that says the the thought, our thoughts and our brain is like driving. Like driving a car and never shutting it off, even mm-hmm. when you get out and you're done driving, but mm-hmm. never shut. That's what mm-hmm. our. Yeah, it, it never cuts off. Um, you can subdue it, like I said, in different ways. And meditation is one. Basically, the goal of meditation is to combine your subconscious mind with your conscious. Mm-hmm. And the benefits of those is, like I said earlier, you gain access to those things that are stored in your subconscious mind that seem to not manifest themselves forward in your waking state. Okay. So by meditating, you can further um, enhance your your cognitive abilities by making more cooperation between your subconscious and your conscious. Okay, so um, ways methods of meditation. You don't have to go with all the superficial stuff that you see. You don't have to sit with your legs crossed and, you know, your hands in some kind of weird position. Those those things are highly advanced techniques for when you really understand energy flow in the body, the chakra system, and all of that. You don't have to do all of that. You can the, – the basic method of meditation is just to sit somewhat comfortably, not to a point where you could fall asleep, but still just to be somewhat comfortable. Okay, because you want to limit as many distractions as possible around you. Okay. Once you've limited the amount of distractions around you, the remaining distractions that you feel, you want to allow them to just be what they are. You don't want to um, think harshly of them. Like if, if there's a, a racket outside, like if there's kids screaming outside, if there's an annoying faucet dripping in your, in your house, mm-hmm. 
you want to observe those sounds for what they are, but not ridicule them, not think, oh, my God, that doggone thing. You want to just allow the things to start to come. So the first thing people need to know, it's not evil. Because a lot of people think that meditation, you know, I guess part time it is. I don't know what you mean. No, it's not. Um, it, <laughs> the, the thing, it, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I do want to explain this to people. Um, paradigms have been set upon us in a lot of ways to restrict our abilities. The, the innate abilities that we have that will benefit us, again, goes back to what I said earlier about how the left hand of, of certain of children were broken in order to make them, force them to use their right hand, which made them more left-brain thinkers. It's the same way when it comes to meditation and things that are completely natural to us as human beings. They're, they've tried to take us from all of our natural innate um, aspects to put us in an artificial reality system that they have built and controlled basically through advertising and, and all of these other, and consumerism, okay? A lot of the reason that people aren't happy is because this stuff is contradictory to our own genetics. <laughs> so, so it's like it's, that it, although we're adhering to it, it's something telling us this is not right. Right, life. right. This, okay. is, this is really not how we're supposed to be living. We're not supposed to send our kids off to somewhere to be gone eight, nine hours out of the day and not be able to educate them ourselves. That's the artificial paradigm that's been created, okay? So to, in order to um, support this artificial system, a lot of things have been put in place as markers to make people think that those things that would attack this system, which, you know, that's only natural for your brain once it's, once it's been freed up, the brain eventually begins to attack the system because it realizes the system is wrong, okay? So they want to limit as many of those free radicals, free thinkers as possible, and those things that will cause you to be more of a free thinker and actually help you. With, does the pharmaceutical industry benefit from you being able to relieve your own stress or from you <laughs> going and buying some, some pills? Buying pills. So, you're a direct threat to them if you you are completely able to manage your own mind through meditation and through things that are thousands and thousands of years as humans have been on the we're we not two thousand years old, okay? <laughs> we're not two thousand years old. We're thousands upon thousands of years old. Okay. All right. So meditation is not evil. Um I'm sorry if, if anybody feels that way. That's part of your paradigm. If you're so stuck on your paradigm, you may feel however you want to feel about it. However, if you do want to open and expand yourself, learn something new, like I said. But in meditation, the goal predominantly is just to be somewhat comfortable. You can uh, have low light. It doesn't have to be completely dark, but low light, all right? Then you need to learn how to uh, visualize your mind's eye. What is the mind's eye? When you close your eyes and you you see little pictures of things in what appears to be almost like a monochromatic image, like it's not necessarily full color, um, but it, it is like definable characteristics of things that, that you your mind is kind of creating and you're kind of willing for it to create, you're trying to maybe see 
with your eyes closed. Okay? That's part of your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. So when you close your eyes, you see little lights and little flashes and little things moving around and stuff. So that's that's your mind's eye. When you meditate, you're impacting directly with the energy flow in your body. Your body and your, your body's energy is vibrating at a particular wavelength. Mm-hmm. And you can visually see that wavelength once you start to meditate and you have your eyes, you know, lightly closed or all the way closed, you'll start to see what looks like a strobing effect take place in your mind's eye. And it could be any number of colors um, and all the basic colors of the rainbow, mm-hmm. which is another important aspect of energy, but we probably won't get into that today. But you'll start to see this, this strobing effect take place. You know, it might be like an electrical blue color or um, orange, or it just depends on your overall energy that, that you're, you yourself are experiencing. It starts to strobe, and it will, you know, eventually just start taking all kinds of shapes. And what you do when you see these strobing shapes and whatnot is just allow for them to happen. Just allow for them to happen. And the more that you sit and observe this, you begin to go more into a transcendental state of meditation. Now, how can you tell that you have been into transcendental meditation? When you come out of it, it, you'll pretty much come out of it naturally, but you won't have any idea of time or space. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you wake up, you won't remember how you you left yourself. You won't remember how you left you were left sitting down. You won't remember what direction you were facing. You won't have any idea of how much time has passed since you sat down. And that's all aspects of transcendental meditation. I wanna stop you for a minute because um and you make you make you have more to to add about how to get here, how to do this. Are you gonna say something about probably, nature? Um you know, I don't have a, I don't want you to. Um, because, like, for instance, years and years and years ago, and I know I've talked tonight about how I'm in this place. However, I know that it's a place that I'm supposed to be in mm-hmm. in order to get to that next. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so deep into this because I remember years and years and years ago, I um, started to be so fascinated. It started with, with, with nature. It was all about nature, but it mm-hmm. started with, things about nature, like it started with, um, and I started to walk, which I do a lot of that now at Shelly Farm, Mm -hmm. and I've become so fascinated with just, now my thing, for some reason, is trees. It was was the sun, it's been the moon, it's been all these things, and so just for the second time now, I have this little red teapot in there that I use to heat my water, Mm -hmm. about a week ago, and it also happened this week, I closed the lid just enough for it to boil. Mm -hmm. But it would never turn off. And I just, I kept thinking, when is this, because I went on, I do as I do every morning, I get up and put my water on, and I know about the time now that it's going to shut off, Mm -hmm. because you just just know after Mm -hmm. a while. But this, the first time it happened, this particular time, I come back in and it's still boiling, so I go back to take care of a few more things, thinking, okay, I'm, I'm ahead of the game this mm-hmm. morning. I come back, it's still boiling. I know now that I've been gone a long time, mm-hmm. but it's still boiling, still boiling. And I equated that to my life. Like, you're, you're, you're at a point where 
you have you you have the lid not closed, just cracked mm-hmm. to where all these things and people are still able to come in. Mm-hmm. And so I start to I say that because in in meditating I found another another way for me is for the first time two weeks ago maybe something like that I went to Shelby Farm and I I've always been afraid to go in the trails like to take the if you you've probably been to Shelby Farm you can go Shelby Farm is like acres and acres and acres of land here where you can walk ride horses what about six hundred plus acres mm-hmm. or more. But I went into this particular day, I went, like, deep in the trail, mm-hmm. alone, unfearful. Like, wanted to take pictures of the trees, wanted to. And I got, from the moment I stepped into the trail, I felt like the world left. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in a place of peace, mm-hmm. of, um, I'll say positive and negative, because, you know, probably shouldn't have been out there. But anyway, I felt no fear. I felt I felt like I belonged. Mm-hmm. Well, the the thing about, like I said, what we're into, um, and this is this is a, just how things have been developed. We live constantly within a paradigm that is really not what we are, mm-hmm. and depending upon our own genetics, even it varies among us what we're what's more innate in us mm-hmm. by our genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, Westernization is what, what I'm getting at. When you get into the Eastern philosophies, that kind of explains to you and helps you understand the difference between Western thought and Eastern thought, whereas there's a cooperation with nature, which is natural for us, which we're subject to, versus this man-made disaster that has been created that, that runs our lives. You get what I'm saying? Like this, okay. this thing that we've created um, – is so artificial and so out of touch with nature that it contradicts our very being mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why you feel such a strong connection to nature is because that's where you come from. Mm-hmm. That's where all of us come from. <laughs> this, we're, we're in a paradigm that worships death, not life. That mm. worships that I saw and I, well, heard on a movie, I wish I remembered the one, um, it said the, the, the only bad thing about dying or, or dying becomes an issue when you haven't lived. Mm-hmm. And and I feel so many of us are going to die that way mm-hmm. with so much potential in us. And, and that, that, word, that word is on the little bicycle. I don't know if you guys have, I know some of you tuned in late, but there's a picture out there that shows the, the guy going up the hill on the bike and he, he gets, that's kinetic energy. He's doing, he's in action. He's going up. Um, and he gets at the top and now there's two choices. He to keep, keep it going you know, he goes down or he has to go back down or go keep going but still going down. And I think so many of us are at that potential stage. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll hear people, you know, you'll look at people and say, you have so much potential. We tell children that you have so much potential. Like getting back to my little niece, I have, like, for instance, she, Brandon took her to the movies, and I told her, you know, it's usually cold in the movie. Would you like to take a jacket? Would you like a scarf? And she just said no. And I said, are you sure? I reinforced. It is cold in the movie. I reinforced. But I didn't make her. You know why? Because I want her to get there and understand I had a choice. Mm-hmm. I had a choice to take Whereas the old Tammy with Brandon. But, see, I've learned. And that's why I think we need, to, we need to learn and allow our young people to make choices. I'm not saying let them go haywire. You know, but that's simple. So, 
And she came home and she said, Auntie Tammy, I didn't get cold. So she even thought about that because I said, okay, now if you get there and you get cold, there's not going to be a solution for it. But she came back and she said, I didn't get cold. But I think she realized had she gotten cold and there was nothing there, the next time she would have said, you know what, I need a jacket. Right. And it's little things like that that, you know, we we take for granted that lead to bigger things. Mm-hmm. That lead right. to bigger ideas and principles right. that can help us with this, right. help us with what we want. And that's why I was like, you know, some of these simple practices, even though they may seem unrelated, they are very much related because they are the root level mm-hmm. of the same mindset and the same consciousness that you mm-hmm. require in order to get the, the bigger goals accomplished. Right, right. I'm glad you mentioned root because um, – there is there is a root. I, I got to a point where I realized there is a root to every. I guess that goes back to what you said earlier, in different saying in a different way. To every one of my thoughts, mm-hmm. every one of my fears, my everything, whether positive, negative, there was there was something connected to that. Mm-hmm. There was something rooted that I need to go in, figure out what it is. Does it stay? Is it is it a seed that I need to let? stay here so that it, it manifests that energy, you know, allows it to grow as it needs to grow? Or is it something I need to dig up right. and deal with and move on, put that thought away, put that habit away? Mm-hmm. So glad you mentioned that one. But see, we have some more people that have come in. Um, again, if you have a question or a comment, go ahead and select the number one, um, and we'll pull you into queue. I'm going to check. And we're going to have Tori in back for sure because, again, I, I really, really have enjoyed this. Um, I appreciate it. I had a lesson from Tori in, what, about six months ago, seven yeah, months ago? Mm-hmm. been a while. Um, similar, but, but at that time I had no idea that, that we'd be sitting here doing a show on this topic uh, tonight. So. Oh, there's something else I would like to talk about. You, you bringing that folder up helps me to really um, want to talk about that. Um Another thing as far as practical applications uh, for changing your paradigm, um, foreign languages. And when I say foreign language, I prefer languages that are not uh, Latin derivative or anything um, that help to create the English language. So learning a language of symbols whether it be uh, Arabic or uh, Hebrew or uh, Chinese, Mm -hmm. Japanese, any of those languages, I want you to notice something. America has always been at war with peoples and cultures that only have symbols as their languages. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I mean, you know, aside from Germany, but most of the time, Throughout history, when you understand really where America came from, the, the Romans and all of that, they've always been at war with individuals that use symbols as a form of communication versus letter systems. I think you I think you went, went into detail about this here, mm-hmm. how because words it's, that it's we consciousness. speak. It's about consciousness. Because, okay. again, you get locked down in the paradigm of left-brain thinking with the universal language systems like Greek and what English is today. It's it's just a derivative of a universal language system, okay? But a symbolic language causes a person to be a dynamic thinker anyway. Mm -hmm. So when you see, um, and I'm sure anybody that's listening can attest to this, that if maybe had foreign exchange students come 
and the foreign exchange students seem to be <laughs> naturally smarter. Mm-hmm. That's the reason. Their language system is so much more dynamic that it causes dynamic thought in them from an earlier age. And from that point on, it's exponential that their thought processes do not work the same because they're not based on linear thought as English And, and their education is not, because I, I think, I can't remember what country it is, but I know, um, I think the little ones start school at age seven rather than five. Mm-hmm. And even their school, their schooling is, is so much of nature and outside and, and learning from hands-on experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where, like you said, our kids are in the classroom eight hours a day, even kindergartners. Mm-hmm. Like, they cut out so much until learning how to survive and make decisions and know about consequences and just the basic necessities that it that you need. We talked about the family concept mm-hmm. and all that before we went on to that. But we, we've lost that. And as parents, we've allowed them mm-hmm. that even dumb, not just dumb down adults, but it has gone to dumbing down our, our, our youth. Like we're un, they're unable to think and the, process. The problems that we have nowadays with these unempathetic children are a result of the systems that we have been a part of for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the manifest, full manifestation of that right now. We're seeing the results of a couple, just a couple generations under these types of of systems. Being, right now, that's why they're you know we've had how many uh, like teenage killings here in Memphis yeah, just yeah, recently. Yeah. Because all this is what all of this stuff is contributing to. It's not getting better; it's getting worse because of the paradigms that are being perpetuated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's from unconscious thinking. And this is just something that encourages unconscious thinking, unconscious thought. So how would, which out of the languages that you brought up, which, where do you think the best place to start is? Because as you, as you said, I know Hebrew has always been an interest of mine. But I would say Hebrew um, for a lot of reasons, most especially since um, most people um, in the world uh, are religious I think that Hebrew language holds a, a very strong um, amount of, of uh, how can I put it? I think that will answer a lot of questions for people to, to branch off and start to learn Hebrew. Okay. Um, Hebrew in the sense of what it has become today, but also the archaic characters of Hebrew. The archaic characters of Hebrew are still different than what they are today. Mm-hmm. But still learn both, mm-hmm. and the reason is because the language is is based on symbolisms. And uh, if I could give a clear example of of how I mean, it'd be pretty much impossible to really truly translate Hebrew into German, French, Latin, and English, which is supposedly the path that is taken to create what the King James version is today. That's impossible because Hebrew language is basically like a fourth-dimensional language. The way that it works is each letter or character in symbolic form has its own meaning. Each letter has its own meaning. It also has its own um, numerical value. Okay? So when you see a particular symbol, that symbol 
gives you insight into an idea. It's not like just a sound, like you look at English language and uh, A is just an A. It's just A, ah, as an apple. Mm-hmm. No, when you look at a Hebrew letter, that letter, you don't even need to know how to pronounce it because you know what it symbolizes. It doesn't have to have a, a, a actual pronunciation. Okay. Okay? okay? And that's just the letter. So when you have a word in Hebrew, it is combined of several symbols that define the word themselves. Okay. It doesn't need a separate definition. The word is the definition. So when you have a language that is this complex, you cannot simply translate it into a lesser language like English or Latin mm-hmm. or Germanic. You mm-hmm. cannot do it. Mm-hmm. I know for me, um, particularly with uh, preparing for the shows and things like that, I realized that there were so many words that I was using, and, and you just learn to put them in context. You learn where they go. Mm-hmm. But when but if it comes to the point you have to define and explain, it, mm-hmm. it became difficult. Mm-hmm. So I got in this just this habit, I mean, almost addiction of looking up words mm-hmm. and looking up, you know, going back and trying to figure out. Right, right. Seeing where they come right. from and, and all of that kind of thing. And a lot of, you know, like just, for example, the word knife. Like, why does it have a K at the front? Mm-hmm. All of these are things, you know, basically made to suit this paradigm mm-hmm. so that a person knows, okay, well, this word originated from this country mm-hmm. and this dialect mm-hmm. and this and the other, but it, it has no real bearing on anything necessary whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's just constantly being caught up in this web of things that don't matter. Right, right. And just like I know some people might be thinking, well, well, how do we get here? Because just like the thoughts, then the words that we are speaking, mm-hmm. because Subconsciously or consciously, we have this definition or we have this perception of what this word means, and that too has energy, mm-hmm. and it brings about negatively it, or positively. It, it very much does. Right, it brings, mm-hmm. and I think we miss that too. So, who you are around, who you are, what you're doing, um, can't say enough about the energy that you allow people to pour into your life. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know my circle has become so small, and I, I also think that that's just the. Um, another sign for me that I'm on this journey. Mm-hmm. I'm on it because you get to a point where um, it's almost, I, I explain it to a friend, like I feel like my, my I am a totally different person. Like I have to relearn myself some, some days. Mm-hmm. I don't respond to things the way I used to. I don't want to do the majority of things that I, I used to want to do they've been replaced with some things that I really find joy and, and, But see, in. That's, that's another thing. You you, sh- you shouldn't necessarily look at that as a bad thing. You I may don't. be growing. Right, I don't. You, I do. you yourself may be growing and you adjust. You have different tastes. You, you, you've grown as a person, so maybe all of those things are part of the older paradigm of you that you wanted to leave anyway mm-hmm. or that you need to just to progress to the next level of what you want to become. Right. But I think it was like you said, I didn't. I didn't stop to allow that process. It was so overwhelming because I stayed in. It's like drowning and being able to stand up and not drown Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that but still drowning, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I didn't stop because there was so much that had changed and so many transitions that had taken place until I really almost didn't know myself. Mm -hmm. Like, Like I'm wondering, why didn't I respond this way? Or why didn't that piss me off? Or why didn't I say this? Because a whole new me. 
and I had to get to know that teaming. And at some point, it got, I feel like it really got to be overwhelming, amongst some other things. Right. So, um, and I think when that happens, a lot of times we make the choice to stop because it feels like, what am I doing? You know, it mm-hmm. feels wrong in a sense. Um, in some ways, it feels like something's wrong with me. Something's going on, you know. But it's not doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. There is something going on, but it doesn't mean there's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. Um, back to as far as practical applications, um, I think it's important for people to really stop looking at things that they can't do. Um, I mean, don't even say it. Like, if if, if you know, something comes up that says, hey, you need to do this, don't immediately go to saying, oh, I could never do that. Put forth the effort to research and understand what it is that you may be required to do. And it will be so easy just by making that initial step to actually accomplish whatever it is that you thought in your mind that you cannot do. Even if you, you can think it in your mind. Just don't don't bring it to reality by saying you can't and negating it so easily. Until you don't even try to Until put you action don't even, in it. You don't even try to put any action exactly. in it just by saying, no, I could never do that. No, I can't do that. No. Just do it. Just try to do it. Research it. There are so many people that have become, come before us doing what it is that we want to do and have gone out of their way to put tutorials on YouTube. There is not anything that you cannot find online right now. I mean, you can get whatever type of education that you want to for free online because of this, this technological beast that we've created. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's one aspect of, of it being good, um, that you have the access to things that before, you know, nobody would have conceived that we would have this much access. Mm-hmm. Before, we would have had to spend thousands of dollars just to know some of the things that we know. I mean, like home improvements, for example. Yeah. Everybody has a house. Everybody has a house that has mm-hmm. problems. Okay, you want to learn how to hang a door, type it in on YouTube, and somebody's going to show you what not to do, what to do, how to do it right, where to get the stuff. They're going to break down every single aspect of it to save you the headache of going through through the trial and error and everything else, and it's right there at your fingertips. And that's the way most everything is nowadays. So there's really not a whole lot of reason other than one's own self that they do not take the steps to – Seek. To seek to be better. And like I said, it's all about the will. You align your will with your passions in order to put forth the effort. What about positive? We've not talked about positive affirmations. Do you, do you, um, because just like it's so easy, I think we're so attracted to and addicted to, um, these were negative because you've put, you've changed my. Well, you um, tell me if you mean negative or if you mean bad. Um, well, it seems like we we are we are just prone to react rather than be proactive. Maybe that's a better way to say okay. it. We wait for things to happen. We're almost seem excited when something happens that we can run and save somebody, or we can run and 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 do something. It's like we're looking for something so much until well, that, that's still a motivational aspect. Um, nothing motivates us more like necessity. Necessity motivates us, but like I said. Certain things, like I was saying here, from the practical applications, learning to play chess makes a person more proactive. You start to see the benefits in being proactive. Like, I'll give you an example. You got a house full of kids, and your grocery bill is $500 a week. 
let's just say hypothetically, okay? Now, a proactive approach would be go buy a Sam's Club card, spend the $40 up front, and get all your food wholesale, and at the end of the year, you save several thousand dollars. Or you can just, whenever you need food on a week-to-week basis, just go to the grocery store and buy it and come out at the end of the year spending several thousand dollars more than you really should have. That's a proactive mindset versus a reactive mindset. And that's a very very simple, basic example of what people do every day. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, People will spend the money on demand versus spending it ahead of time when they can save in the long run. Mm-hmm. And this gets into, you know, learning how to be an investor and all that other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If, if people were more proactive instead of reactive, but they also have to – they also – um, need the incentive to do so And if the incentive to save money Isn't enough I don't know what, whatever would be But people people do tend to want to Jump to the A like you said Because that, that sense of urgency Is not in them Until it until happens the until, the last okay. Minute, okay. until the last minute okay. And that's, just, that's still an element And an aspect of fear Because why are you retaining so much You're holding back until that last minute Because you're so fearful that Taking that step is going to somehow be a mistake. Go out and initiate. Do. Go out and do. It's going to benefit. Like, we get so out of touch with, you know, like I said, this is another element of being out of touch with nature. When you learn how to, to, to sow and reap crops, you have to be pro. You have to think proactively. You're not going to have anything to reap if you wait. You have to start, you know, sowing your seeds, tilling the ground and all of this stuff. It's the beginning of the year so that you have something at the end. You work all of this time for the benefits at the end. Mm-hmm. But, see, we live in a society that is, is uh, what's the word I'm looking for, immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. They only want what they want when they want it, and they want it now. Damn, right. They don't want to initiate and put the work into having something grow, but that's a necessary aspect of trying to be a business person uh-huh. is planting the seed, uh-huh. is making the proper relationships, is planning, planning, planning. If you plan properly, everything will fall into place like nothing. That's something that I think would be good to add to your practical applications. Um, to start a business? Uh, well, that too, but planting, <laughs> like gardening, mm-hmm. planting flowers. I have taken such, you know, anybody who knows me, outside is not my thing, outside is not, but it has become. Mm-hmm. Stella has helped me with that. Mm-hmm. And there is something about seeing those flowers out there, knowing that they went in, it went in as a seed, mm-hmm. and it is now this beautiful pink mm-hmm. lily that just is continuing to By grow and grow and By grow. By your efforts, it has manifested into something. Right. And so I think if you just go get you a pot and plant and take care of that plant and watch it grow, I mean, to the point where I remember coming in and overnight it grew. That mm-hmm. That totally freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Like today, the grass I mentioned to Samaya today, after it rained, the grass must have grown at least <laughs> at least an inch. Right. I mean, it was it's, it's insane to see. And, and, of course, I thought about that energy. Mm-hmm. Like, because there is nothing that we know for sure. Like, when we go, when, the, when we planted the lily seed for the, for the lilies out there, we knew that it was a lily seed, but what if it came out a rose? Mm-hmm. What if we thought we planted, what, I wonder what our reaction would have been. Mm-hmm. And so 
going back to us as people, even especially our young people, there are so many people say we, we say we talk about education. There are so many people people children that I know, I say young adults, that wanted to be teachers. That was their passion, their heart. But people will tell them, Oh, don't do that because there's no money in that mm-hmm. or and so they go pursue these fancy education, something that's not in their heart, not in their will. Well, not only that, has very no little <laughs> has very little uh, spots and positions available once right. they graduate right. from school when right. they've been put through this this process. <laughs> process. They've been put through this scam. Right. Yeah. Like I went in with intentions of coming out being a chocolate chip cookie and I'm ice cream. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, and then we didn't talk about. Like, it. But like like we said earlier, you've been you've been put through school this whole time not really having any real experience with life to know what you want what to you be. What you want to be. How, yes. do you, how can yes. you go through being, you know, elementary, junior high, high school, fresh out of high school to college, saying that you want a career in something and you haven't even experienced life yet? Mm-hmm. You don't know. I mean, you hit your career of working in hospitals and being around sick and dying people, and you can't deal with it. You can't deal with it. But, you, but, but you know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, right. You've not experienced anything in your life. And not been allowed to. How can you know what you want to do for the rest of your life when you haven't lived? Right, right. Outside of somebody, what somebody else has already set forth for you to be what your your life is. Right, right. But like I said, this is all completely contradictory to what we are as beings. Wow. Well, we have three minutes to go. So what we're going to do, um, you guys, if if there are any questions, of course, we can keep going here on um, online, but we'll get ready to bring it to a close anyway. And what we'll do is bring Torium back because I'd like for you to expand more about the um, symbols, our, our language, our words, and things like that that mm-hmm. we, because, again, words have power. And we speak, we don't, I don't think we speak enough life into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll talk more more on that. Uh, so if you're available the following Monday, are you? Okay. I, well, I know the Fourth of July is Monday. Okay. So I know people are doing their things. I might be out of town that Monday anyway. But the following maybe we can get together and and you guys who are listening, tell tell me, send me a message, send Tori a message. Where would you like to see this go about energy? What areas in your life are you having issues with as it relates to your personal energy and then being able to um, I guess identify the energy that you are allowing in your life. Um, so because it, it that's why I said this this to me I think is the most powerful show or most important show that that we did and we've been doing this since 2011. So it's very important. So send us. I, I'm, thank you, thank you. So send us a message, just kind of you know what you'd like for us to talk about the second time around. Because this can go on and on and on. And try some of the things. Go back and listen to the show if you've missed it, because I know a number of you came in late. So go back and listen to some of the suggestions. I know you gave the practical applications toward the end, right? Mm-hmm. So those are some things that uh, you can kind of start. So don't be afraid of meditation. I think that is one of the things that helped me the most, but it was the most difficult, too. It was really difficult to fit. Yeah, actually, I need to to go back and talk more about meditation um, for the last couple minutes or so. We're we're fine. Y'all just hang in with us, and we'll close out here maybe about five minutes. The the problem um, also that a lot of people have is what they call the chattering monkey. I mean, this is 
a legitimate term. They call it the chattering monkey. It's when your mind does not stop talking. Mm-hmm. You, you, your mind keeps coming up with ideas and keeps coming up with things. Um, and this gets mitigated with practice. But, again, the same way that you respond to the, the, the different sounds and things that might infect mm-hmm. your meditation, you treat the thoughts the same way. You let them come and you let them go. All of this has uh, practical application in reality because this is the same with, with people in teaching you how not to empathize with those that are there to steal your energy. You let them come and you let them go. So when you're meditating, you let the thoughts come in. You know, it might it might say something silly about, oh, well, I got to do this report. Oh, you know, I, I think I left the job. You know, what crazy it stuff. Does, yeah. It does not... Like, but at that time, let it come and let it pass, and don't hold on to any of it, because you you do enough of that in your waking state. You do enough of the running around and all of that. But at this point in time, this is time for you to to work the duality between your conscious and subconscious, and allow them to mingle, mm-hmm. and allow more control over your subconscious and more subconscious to come over your control factor and blend the two together. So you let me talk about maybe some of the benefits for those that might be kind of um, skeptical about this. When you meditate and you do these practices that help you and allow you to um, bring your subconscious into reality, then your retention levels change. You find yourself um, remembering things that maybe you've never, you know, thought that you would remember. Mm-hmm. You gain more and more access to this subconscious aspect of yourself, and you start to know things. You may even remember things from your childhood that you you desire to remember. You're like, oh, I remember. So, you know, it'll, it could just come up sporadically mm-hmm. through some sort of connection because that's how your synapses work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this has a lot of benefits to it, to be able to go into your mind, learn your mind, and manage it. So maybe that could be a starting point with the meditation, like because one of the questions I would 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 want to know, and now for me, I think I just the first I remember the first time it was so hard until I don't think I lasted I don't think I lasted a minute. Is that meditation? Yeah, the, okay. now I've gotten to the point where I'm a lot lot better now, but it was so hard to just sit still and silence my mind. Mm-hmm. Every like you said, and it, it because I didn't seek out, you know, like you're gonna have these thoughts that come. And I'm like, what is, I'm, I thought I wasn't doing it correctly. Right, and see, that's another thing. Um, the apprehension factor mm-hmm. is still just an element of fear. Mm-hmm. That apprehensiveness to say, you know, that's constantly bugging you and nudging you on the shoulder is stress. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just another thing that's going to stress you. And, again, with the transcendental meditation, when I said that you would wake up not knowing how much time has passed mm-hmm. by, they call it transcendental for a reason. You're transcending the realm of space-time. So this very thing, this type of meditation, helps you to live longer, mm-hmm. simply because you're not part of the world <laughs> or going around you for, the, for these periods of time. Um, breathing is another very important aspect of meditation. Okay. You have to know how to breathe, okay. Okay? okay? When you breathe for meditation, you do what's called baby breathing. Baby breathing is breathing with your abdomen. So when you breathe, you breathe to fill up 
the lowest part of your stomach first and then the top part of your lungs. Okay. Okay. So lower first. You breathe and expand your stomach. That seals up the lower part of your lungs with air. Okay. And then fill up the top part of your lungs with air. This is what you do naturally when you're, once you reach your REM level of sleep, mm-hmm. you do this naturally anyway. You're, you're only taking like six or eight breaths a minute. And that's, that's very healthy for you. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, like a lot of people walk around constantly all day long in basically like a panicked breath state. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to breathe deep. They're only breathing at the top of their chest, and that's a, a reason why people have high blood pressure. That's a reason why people have all the, the ailments and things that they have is because they're not even getting a proper breath. Okay. And we breathe so much every – I mean, that we have to breathe in order to live. That's one of the, the first things that, you know, when that goes, our life goes. Mm-hmm. Breath, water, food, you know, like that, in that order. We need to breathe. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, I, I think if, if people, the ones who are still on with us, if they take anything away, it would be at least start with that meditation. Mm-hmm. I think just to be able to silence your mind, if you could just, just try to sit for five minutes. Would you say five minutes is a good place to start? Is that too long? No, I mean, I, I wouldn't even give yourself a time limit. Don't okay. don't, don't, don't limit yourself because okay. that, that's, again, an okay. okay. element of apprehension. Okay. Don't um, give yourself, set a limit for yourself. Just okay. just do it however long it takes. Don't sit back and be thinking about the whole time like, okay. oh, this isn't working. Just just do it. So don't even set the timer in. Don't right. Just right. go back. Just, okay. Okay. Because okay. we're still, see, when you deal with time, you're still dealing with, an element that is part of this fiction that we mm-hmm. that we've created yeah. for ourselves. Right. Okay. Time is only relevant because of space. Because okay. Like that's okay. the only reason we even have any concept of time is because of the relativity of objects mm-hmm. between one another. Mm-hmm. Like it takes me so long to get from point yeah. A to point B. Right. It takes the Earth so long to rotate one time in relationship to the sun which dictates our 24-hour day. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's all only about space right. and relativity. Right. And I'll, I'll say this, too. Don't uh, don't let the meditation part fear you because the reason I said about the evil, um, because for the longest time, that's what, I, that's what that's how I looked at it because, hey, that's what I've been heard. That's what I heard. That's what I, you know, that, that, that that's evil to sit and meditate. But once I started and really got to a point where I long for it now, it, it, it's like it's like air. It's but, like breathing. And see, that's what I'm. That's again, we're getting into something where you need to understand who has put these things in place to tell you that it's and evil why. Yeah. and why. Yeah. Because a lot of what um, I'm about to get, you know, real eccentric <laughs> <laughs> over. A we're, lot look, of. Look, we're out there. <laughs> <laughs> we only have a few that stay with us. And I, I don't know how many. I think it probably kicks the people off that are out there mm-hmm. that's listening online, but. But like I said, we'll come back and maybe we can pick, we can narrow down because it's so broad. And again, it's so needed because, I mean, I think about, I didn't, I didn't say about the wind. Um, that was another one of my fascinations. Just seeing even the wind, knowing that you could feel the wind. And guess what you're talking about? The four elements, and that's very crucial to what Eastern thought. It's mm-hmm. not that has nothing to do with Western civilization and Western thought. The four elements is an Eastern. Eastern uh, philosophy. Oh, the four elements. So we're going to talk about that, too? 
We can talk about that. Okay. And technically five because five. spirit spirit is the fifth element. Okay. Okay. And see, that's what I think. I think it's we're we we're all just dying to live. That's that's what that's what the show is. That's my phrase. Dying. That's why we do this because so many people I feel are just dying to be that. If you are, if God was your your purpose was whoever, whoever your creator, your belief. If if you were meant to be a lily, but somehow you find yourself today as a rose, mm-hmm. then you you are out of your element. You're mm-hmm. out of place. You feel disconnected. Things may happen and they may satisfy you temporarily, but you have that hunger mm-hmm. for more, for something, for who you really are. Right. And so that's that's we're, we're just we're disconnected. Right. This, disconnected from this self. information. Um, it's all about getting you connected back with self, mm-hmm. and that is very contradictory to the system that's been mm-hmm. put in place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So spend that time in silence, in silence. So any any final words as we prepare to um, – we went over about eight minutes. Thank you all who, who for those of you who stuck in with us, and I'm not sure – I can't – I'm not for sure if we would keep the people on that listen through Facebook or not, but if we if we lost them, I'll just do some posting after the show and just let them know to to let us know, you know, what they'd like for us to cover next time. And Rodney will be on. I know he'll have a whole lot more. I think he'll be on. He he's getting married, so he may not mm-hmm. may not be on anymore this month um, or next month either. So, but if not, that's okay. But we'll definitely have Tori back on, not the fourth, but the following Monday. Can we go ahead and commit to that. Yes, okay, fine. super, super. All right, any final words for, for our audience? Mainly just, um, again, don't don't say what you can't do. You can do anything, at least try it. At least look into what it is that you feel like you cannot do. All right, well, you guys, hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Take something from it. Matter of fact, start your meditation tonight. We'll be back on, not next Monday, because Monday is the 4th, so we'll we'll take that, that Monday out, but we'll have Torian back on the following Monday for round two of this. And don't forget to send your questions, your comments, anything that you'd like for us to cover. But if you came in um, in the middle of the show, if you didn't hear all of it, I'll just say that, go back and listen to it. So uh, thank you all for, for listening in with us tonight and hanging in with us for so long. So have a great night. Bye. Let's
Bring me down If this world is really wrong 